The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're... We're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am crew. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what we need. I'm Suda. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. Hey, I got it right again. Yes, you did. It is the Intrepid Duo this week and next again, week. Again, this is a meatloaf day. This is a meatloaf issue because two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. Fury caught Kylan doing stuff with the Hellabus that he shouldn't have been doing. So now he, we, has, he has to get new licenses. He has to we, test for it. Study. I mean, we did tell him. We did warn him that KP was on, was not off the table, but did he listen? No. If he listened, he'd be home with us tonight. Yeah, but he shouldn't have tried showing off in front of Natasha either. Well, that's just, that's a blind spot on his part. And, you know, I'm saying this as a friend. Doesn't matter how good he is at Kung Fu. She's going to whip his butt. (laughs) After Budapest? Uh, That's all I'm saying. Speaking of Budapest, I've been seeing the uh, the rumblings of people wanting a, a series of Hawkeye and Black Widow that takes place in Budapest. You know, I would love to see Budapest played out. I mean, I don't think we'll ever get it. Closest we'll get because, was the Black Widow movie. Yeah, because I don't think ScarJo is going to come back at all. I don't think so either. Yeah. Now... If you wanted to do like a what if animation style kind of thing, that would work. You could totally do that. And I bet she might come back to voice. She might. But see, that's the great thing. You don't have to worry about makeup. You know, your your cast getting older. Yeah. You yeah. don't have to worry about costuming. Don't have to worry about location shots. Yeah. You don't even have to get them in the same room. See, so, even the dog agrees with me. That's just one of them. Okay, that's the second I'm sure one. the other two would chime in. Two of them would chime in. Well, see, there you go. So, uh, it's a consensus. We have a quorum. It is 
Eric and myself, Mike. Uh, I don't remember if I said that before. Uh, like I said, Kylan is studying up to get his licenses again because, well, he That's got caught with happens. the hell of us. <laughs> uh, so he will not be with us this week or next. So uh, check out it's the home. Just you, me, and the dogs. Yeah, check out the homepage, MightyMarvelGeeks.net. And support our affiliates like Bitty Boomers. I did this the other night with uh, um, Wookie Radio. Uh, use code WeBeGeeks, all one word, for 15% off your purchase there. Uh, right now, the bigger Boomer, Spider-Man, yeah. $20 off at $59.99. That's not bad. Uh, some new ones I'm seeing. I'm seeing a Deadpool. I'm seeing Cyclops. Okay. Cyclops looks pretty decent. It's more the animated look. You know that's okay. I I, I like because that one. some of some of his more recent looks in the comics. I'm just not a big fan of. There's also Wolverine with the claws. Okay. So um, also too check out Red Flag Workshop. Use code Smuggler three for twenty five percent off your your purchase. Wookie at Rebel Sabers for ten percent off your lightsaber needs. And we say that because well, there's uh, Star Wars and Marvel. Marvel has the Star Wars comic license. Yes. The main license. Yes. Uh, also, to hangar-58.com. Use code Wookie Radio for 10% off your geek clothing goodies. They got some cool stuff. So uh, I know they got some Star Trek stuff, uh, some Harry Potter, Wednesday, um, the uh, Star Wars, of course, and a bunch of others. Yeah. Um, let's see if he could do or actually he has a he has a thing if say eric you wanted to design a shield agent shirt quote-unquote performance t-shirt he'll put it up on if he likes it and puts it up on the store you get commission on it sweet so property of helicarrier indoor <clears throat> soccer team <laughs> that would be great actually i was i was watching the news this evening and there is an indoor soccer association league, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Which, I mean, indoor soccer never really thought of before, but it makes total sense. There, there's a couple leagues out. I know there's a a top tier pro league, and then there's minor leagues. Yeah. Um, just like with indoor lacrosse, they call it box. Which lacrosse. is like arena league football. Yeah. Well, lacrosse is like hockey but less yeah. players oh no i'm about the same amount of players just no ice yeah yeah it's hockey with no ice you know, it's yeah hockey after the thaw <laughs> so except if you tried to play hockey after the thaw lacrosse style you're gonna sink because the lakes yeah. are, are no longer frozen maybe that's yeah, why that's they true. maybe that's why they have lacrosse sticks so and they throw the ball because they could get that over the, the surface of the water and it doubles as a snorkel if it's hollow so, um, if you want to contact us, email us at MightyMarvelGeeks at gmail.com or contact us at our hotline, the Weeby Geeks Podcast Collective hotline at 407-494-6110 on Twitter, or excuse me, X, still Twitter, at yeah, MarvelGeeks so- and on Instagram at, or at MightyMarvelGeeks. And again, Kylan, not with us because he, he's at the SWAC doing licensed tr- studying up for his license and the swag is the section warehouse area command it's in the far deep piles of the, the above ground underwater suborbital volcano there hey you got that right too so um where shall we start oh um 
I got this from Marvel.com. We're going to be all over the place tonight. Uh, just because, well, we can have fun with it. Yeah, why not? I figured this would be a story that would have taken place around Valentine's Day. But apparently, because of X-Men number 26 and Tony Stark's surprise proposal to Emma Frost, we're going to revisit... That's one I did not see coming, I will admit. We're going to revisit a few of Marvel's other iconic superhero proposals. Shall we go with the obvious? Spider-Man and Gwen Stacy. I mean, Spider-Man and Mary Jane. Yeah, I can, I can see. Yeah, that one's a good one. After dating for hundreds of issues, uh, in issue 182... Peter finally proposed to Mary Jane. I swear they were more will they, won't they than Ross and Rachel. Yeah, because she broke up with them the next issue. They they were on a break. And then the couple reconciled. And then Peter realized just how important Mary Jane was to him and asked to marry him again in the Amazing Spider-Man issue 290. So a little over 100 issues later. Even though they weren't dating at the time, MJ accepted Peter's proposal after he helped her clear her sister's name and made her realize how important he was to her. After se- several years of wedded bliss, Peter and Mary Jane made the deal, made a deal with Mephisto to erase their marriage in order to save Aunt May's life in the One More Day storyline. Since then, Peter I and Mary Jane have had an off-and-on romantic relationship. So, sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. Uh, up next, Vision and Scarlet Witch. Uh, when the two were taken captive during the Kree Skull War, Wanda kicked off their relationship by kissing the android Avenger. Sparks flew. Literally. One little spark of inspiration. He said the li- the kiss was cold. Oh, wait, that was his lips. Never mind. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so after the auspicious beginning, the unlikely romance blossomed as Vision began to understand his emotions that was before he became emotionally damaged um scarlet witch took some time away while studying under agatha hartness but when she returned vision proposed to her in giant size adventures number four which was written by steve englehart and art by don heck after being married in a ceremony alongside mantis and the swordsman doppelganger wanda vision took some time away from the avengers and moved to the suburbs sound familiar except they did not go into a 50s primetime show <laughs> uh the couple also had a pair of twin sons i like the ones that orbit tattoo that tattooing orbits yeah not uh, quite but these children were later revealed to be aspects of Mephisto, given life through wanda's reality warping power so even in the comics they weren't real just like in the series all this for children you never even had hey she she saw a clear vision the immaculate conception well and the immaculate reception for franco harris i was about to say <laughs> why are you bringing franco into this he had hands man um during this time the vision was also destroyed and rebuilt as a emotionless machine uh leading to leading the pair to split up for good despite their continued personal struggles these veteran avengers are still friends today uh up next luke cage and jessica jones of course kylan's missing out on this one of course he is uh which is something i think we were hoping to see happen eventually in the netflix shows that they eventually just drop luke cage and drop jessica jones and do heroes for hire um, I still think that the Luke Case Jessica Jones dynamic could have a future if they ever brought these two characters back. 
I, I would like to see him brought back for a Heroes of Hire with Daredevil. I think those two, to, to take her from, um, you know, if they, if they take it from they're already in the relationship status. Yeah. Uh, I think they could, they could bring the rating down for that show. But it also depends on how they rate the show, rate Daredevil too. Yeah. I mean, if they give it a higher rating then and, and keep it along the lines of Netflix series, then, okay, definitely greenlight Luke Cage, Jessica Jones. If not, so. Um, but no, this this was, their story was a little different. Um, Jessica retired from the superhero business after falling under the control of the Purple Man. Uh, however, she and Luke reconnected years later and became romantically involved. Jessica fell pregnant. She tripped on the sidewalk, fell. Oops, pregnant. And moved in with Luke, who proposed to her in The Pulse, number 13. After giving birth to their daughter, Danielle, Jessica accepted Luke's proposal, and the couple married. This happened during the Devil's Reign crossover. Luke was elected mayor of New York City, and he and Jessica adopted Joe, one of the superpowered children of the Purple Man. That right there could be the whole premise behind the series. Could be. Especially if you have Luke Cage potentially go up against Kingpin, or mayor of New York. Yeah. That would be pretty, that would be very interesting. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, ones that we've never seen coming because, well, we're all, we're always looking through red lenses. Oh, wait, that's rose colored. Yeah. Yeah. I, I give you points for trying. But they're rose color in a way. Jean Grey and Scott, AKA Cyclops. Uh, after Gene turned down Scott's first proposal due to his complex romantic history with her doppelgangers, she proposed to Cyclops and Uncanny X-Men 308 on a, on a crisp Thanksgiving morning. Following the Fatal Attraction storyline, Gene asked Cyclops to marry her while <laughs> reminiscing about their history together. Aww. Aww. Um, this wasn't a PG show. I'd be saying something afterwards. Yeah. Uh, following their wedding, the mutant couple spent their honeymoon in a in the far future, where they raised a young Cable. Right. So when both mutants are alive, Cyclops and Jean Grey are still married, despite their respective romantic entanglements with Emma Frost and Wolverine. Yeah, well, Emma Frost is kind of uh, spoken for now. Well, those entanglements are just cold and sharp. So are Legos that have been in the freezer. Oh, yeah. Uh, up next, Thing and Alicia Masters. Uh, I don't know. This one sounds like it might have been a rocky relationship. Uh, okay. Yeah. You don't get points for trying on that one. <laughs> Why? Was that one of Stone's throw? You're just getting bolder with this, aren't you? Yeah. Just wanted to cobblestone along. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, despite his rocky appearance as the thing, Ben Grimm has a gentle, sensitive side, which made Alicia Masters fall in love with him. After she was blinded in an explosion caused by her stepfather, the puppet master, Alicia was tasked with infiltrating the Fantastic Four during its early days. However, she fell in love with the thing instead and become one of the group's closest allies. Yeah, I got nothing on that one. <laughs> I'm thinking. I just don't have it. Uh... <laughs> With the Richards fam while the Richards family was rebuilding the multiverse in wake of Secret Wars, the thing proposed to Alicia after years of dating. 
and Fantastic Four number one from the 2018 series. Once Mr. Fantastic and Invisible Woman returned to the Marvel Universe, Alicia and Ben were married in a bubble of preserved time during a Galactus attack. Since getting married, the Grimms have adopted a Cree child named Joe Venn and a young Skrull named Nakala. Their very own intergalactic their very own intergalactic Middle East Accords. I'm like, this is what you call a blended family. Yeah, stone ground. Yeah, there you go. Um, North, Star, North Star and Kyle uh, is next. Uh, during a battle with a corrupted karma in the Marauders, Jean-Paul proposed to Kyle in Astonishing X-Men 204, number fi- or in Astonishing X-Men 2004, number 50. After Kyle accepted, the pair got married in a history-making ceremony officiated by the Beast. Now, of all the all the Marvel characters you would expect to officiate a ceremony, Hank McCoy is not one of them. No. At least not one that would show up in on my list. No. Now, one of our favorite proposals, uh, despite his criminal past and her inability to touch others without absorbing their power, Gambit and Rogue. And they have defied the odds to become one of the X-Men's most iconic couples. See, this is the one thing. Okay, I got it. Let's bring back um, Anna Paquin, uh-huh. the guy who played Rogue in the X-Men movies. I think so, yes. And let's bring back her real-life husband. And then let's bring in her real-life husband, who she met on True Blood as Gambit. How about that? Um, you know, he, I could see this. I could see this. I mean, that's already an existing relationship. Yeah. They already did the Louisiana thing with True yeah. Blood. We know he could pl- He could most likely play the role. Boom. There's Gambit yeah, and her. Yeah. I, you know, I could almost see this because Stephen Moyer is, I, I could see him as a Gambit type. Yeah. I mean, his, his character from True Blood, I, I very much saw a lot of, well, until the last couple seasons, the first two seasons, I saw a lot of Gambit-esque qualities in, in that character. Yeah. yeah, I could I could see this. I could see this. I, I think that would that could make the ideal Gambit rogue combo, especially if you're going to potentially go down the road of having the two be married. If you, if you are going to bring in the X-Men to the MCU, and we all know that they're going to at some point, why not bring them in already married? Yeah, because I'm sorry, Anna Paquin was a great rogue. Oh, yes, she was. I, I liked her better than the, the rogue that we saw later down the road. Well... <laughs> but bring in her husband, uh, Steve, you said? Uh, hang on. Well, dang it. Uh, let's see here. Stephen Moyer. Stephen Moyer. Yeah, I blanked on his name already. Hello, Gambit. Yeah. Let's just make it happen. Uh, see, I'm double checking. Okay, he's an English actor. Yes. But. Yes, it, but also it, think about this. Patrick Stewart is British. Yeah. What's one of his most famous roles? Okay, two of his most famous roles. One of them was American, and the other was French. Yeah. Hugh Laurie as House. Yeah. I saw House <laughs> before I saw anything else that he was in. So I thought he was American to start with. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see with him right now being 53. It'll be 54 in October. Mm-hmm. Anna Paquin is she is forty one. 
Cool. Almost the same age as what they are in the comics at this point. Hello? Just carry the comics over into the MCU. Make them older members. Bingo. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Especially if you're going to have that, con- I think if you have that combo. And forget a Gambit solo movie. Make it a Gambit and Rogue movie. Or make Rogue a part of a Gambit movie. But also bring them in married with the uh, X-Men franchise. Yeah, you can do that. Totally do that. So, uh, Storm and Black Panther. Uh, this hat. This happened in the middle of Civil War in 2006 uh, because Captain America and Iron Man, their respective sides, called a ceasefire and gathered for Storm and Black Panther's royal wedding in Wakanda, where you too can fly Air Wakanda out of Orlando International Airport. Well, okay. <laughs> April Fool's Day, after Black <laughs> Panther came out, Orlando International Airport made an announcement that Air Wakanda was now flying and you too could go visit Wakanda and people actually bought it so um so they were married after several years together as wakanda's king and queen storm and t'challa broke up in the wake of namor's attack on wakanda during avengers versus x-men in 2012 although black panther even had their married marriage annulled he and storm have reconciled to a point where they have considered rekindling their feelings for one another you know that's lightning in a bottle right there yeah yeah just a bit so um there was a new Warriors free arc where it, it was an alternate reality where the Sphinx had like taken over, uh, pretty much taken over the world. Okay. So instead of the U- United States of America, they were the United States of Assyria, okay. and Storm was uh, was married to that version's Thor, which was Horus. Wasn't she supposedly? dating or married to someone else earlier before black panther well yes there was forge and bishop and a few others but i can't remember them uh, forge was the big one so you're saying your memory's quite bloody dude my spirit animal is the computer generated blue tang what are you talking about <laughs> again the frog serial pillar <laughs> um and then we end this article from marvel with Iron Man and Emma Frost. Well, that just happened. So go check out X-Men number 26 to get more on that. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit. This is where I'm looking for here. I'm a little bit disappointed in this list because there is definitely one proposal that that sticks out in my mind. And it is really my favorite. And it is Marlo and Rick. Rick yeah. Jones and God, I can't remember Marlo's last name, but of course this was in the Hulk and Rick and Marlo had a thing going boyfriend, girlfriend, that sort of thing until she was killed and they brought and she was brought back from the dead and they were celebrating by going out to dinner and she accidentally uncovered the ring and Rick was just kind of like, well, I I had a, a speech, but I can't really go through with it. Will you marry me? Because that led to the Rick and Marlo wedding issue of the Hulk, which is one of my favorite issues ever. Yeah. Because there is there is a panel where Rick is Captain America is like giving away the bride, and Hulk is there as well. So the three of them are helping Rick get ready. And 
Cap says, good Lord, Rick, you weren't this nervous when you were facing Baron Zemo. He says, I'm not marrying Baron Zero, Cap. And Hulk just goes, well, that's good, because there'd be a lot of talk. Uh, the bachelor party had Rom, the space knight. Yes, it did. Well, Rom was also at the wedding, yeah. along with a lot of other people that were not expected. True. Thanks to the impossible man. Yeah. So, um, the Disney treasure is going to set sail with Worlds of Marvel restaurant. So, a second boat with a Marvel-themed restaurant. Uh, first seen on the Disney Wish, Worlds of Marvel <laughs> will be on board the Disney treasure as part of the rotational dining system. Now, you've never been on a Disney cruise before, have you? I have not. Okay. I haven't been on because, any cruise except a star cruise. Okay. What this rotational dining is, is that there are, or at least the, when we were cruising, there were three restaurants on board. And you would start off in one of them, and then you would rotate through to the other two. Your wait staff would rotate with you over the course of the over the course of the cruise so you get to know them they get to know you and they start and they know it's kind of like well well eric drinks coke zero and and kylan drinks just water with no lemon that they know you drink orders they know your preferences they, they kind of steer so you the right direction too if you're on what to eat if you're uncertain yes. of what you eat. yes so okay. It builds up a rapport, and so it's it's good to see that there is a Marvel, Marvel in here. Yeah. Now there was a Star Wars one. I'm sure there's a Star Wars bar. I'm sure they could salvage some fixtures and de- decorations from the Star Cruiser. Hey, Star Cruiser's still alive, Mister. It hasn't uh, been put to dry dock yet. It's scrap metal, Mike. Not yet. <laughs> She's still flying. Okay. She's still flying, man. She always fly in my heart. Okay. Um, so the immersive Marvel-themed dining experience celebrates favorite Avengers characters and stories, including the amazing interaction with everyone's favorite web-slinger, Ant-Man. I mean, Spider-Man. You sure you're not talking about Peter Porker, the spectacular Spider-Ham? That too. This high-tech venue <laughs> aboard the Disney Treasure will offer a worldly member. Menu member. <laughs> Christmas. Have <laughs> I mentioned I was at work at 6 o'clock this morning? Ah, that would explain a great deal, sir. Maybe, maybe not. If this was a fluke, yes. Since this is a common occurrence, no. Um, And other unique entertainment, including two separate nights with distinct shows and dining, all inspired by the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But that's not all. Um, Additionally, Marvel Superhero Academy takes to the high seas where young superheroes train alongside the likes of Spider-Man, Black Panther, and Ant-Man. The bold, the small, and the sticky. There you go. Um, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> Two are bugs, one's not. Anyway, uh, more information about the Marvel experiences on board the treasure will be available at a later date as Nick Fury has all this declassified, or has this, uh, all this disclassified. Redacted? Is that the word you're looking for? No, I'm going to read this the way it says it here on the Marvel site. More information about the Marvel experiences on board the Disney treasure will be available at a later date, but this is all Nick Fury has declassified for now. Never mind. I read it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! So, um, Loki season two, right around the corner. 
heads back to 1982 with McDonald's. Uh, this story came out August 30th. How did we miss this? I don't know. I don't know. But never mind. Um, apparently what had happened is there was a McDonald's in New York that was locified, even to the point of the sweet and sour sauce as featured in Marvel Studios' Loki. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so at this event, Fans of Loki and Chicken Nuggets did not need a tent pad to check out the event, which included try at the as featured meal or as featured in meal and eat like your favorite characters and artists with one of three menu items, main menu items, plus co-starring sides and experience 80s pricing as the as featured in 10 piece nuggets and as the as featured in Big Mac meals for a limited time. 80s so what prices? was the 80s pricing? <laughs> a lot cheaper than they are now. Well, yeah. Uh, take a step through the Time Variance Authority time door and be transported back to a 1980s McDonald's restaurant. See props used during the filming of Marvel Studios' Loki Season 2, like Sylvie's uniform, her name tag, the menu board, and more. And check out, you could have checked out the themed AR feature when you scan the Loki-branded sweet and sour sauce lid on snapchat with all new <laughs> animated videos that were available weekly through the promotion and there are images available on marvel.com of all this 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 looked pretty cool i hope they go big at mcdonald's when loki comes out in october october 6th as a matter of fact there better be some big loki promotion if they don't shame on them okay so this event took place at McDonald's in Brooklyn. Yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah. Who do we know from Brooklyn? Captain Rogers. I'll give you a hint. He can do this all day. Captain America. Why did they not have Captain America there? Because he's not in Loki. Well, I know that, but there needs to be a Captain America event but in the, at, a, at a place in Brooklyn. But uh, in the 80s, he was frozen in time. Well, that's true. They can they can hide him in the slushy machine that never works. <laughs> in the in the ice cream maker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ice cream machine isn't working. Captain America's in it again. <laughs> um, let's see. Some Groot stories. I am Groot stories. Season two came out and there's already I saw that. I've not watched it, but I've seen it. Well, apparently there is a sneaky Eternals Easter egg. Really? Really. Uh season two is out on Disney Plus, and the five new episodes show Baby Groot embarking on silly adventures. While the whole season only takes 20 minutes to watch, there are plenty of hidden details that surely please the fans of the MCU. One such Easter egg is a small nod to the Eternals. In the fourth I Am Groot short, Groot. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Oh, spoiler alert. Thank you, Colson. Um, it's the only time he ever stops by. It's like all of a sudden there's a spoiler alert, and he shows up out of nowhere. And- oh. Spoiler alert. And then disappears. Well, at least he's showing up, which is more than what Avengers Endgame had. Yeah. Maybe if they said spoiler alert and then Avengers Endgame. Oh, spoiler alert. Showing up just like that. Too much. There you go. But it could be worse. Could be worse. Could be worse. It, it could be. So this is the secret lair of the West Coast Avengers. I always wondered. I'm Special Agent Tony. D- no, so yes. So, yeah. 
Same. Um, yeah. Groot encounters an ice cream ship that has lots of exciting options. If you look closely, one of the trees is shaped like Arisham. In case you need to a refresher, Arisham is the judge in the prime. Arsham the Judge is the prime celestial who oversees the creation of life throughout the cosmos. He created the Eternals to fight the deviants on Earth. Well, okay. So, uh, was James Gunn involved in making I Am Groot? Um, I Am Groot, season two, which was directed by Kirsten Lepore, who recently spoke with comicbook.com about the new season, addressed Gunn's involvement. While Gunn, did, while, while, Gunn, while Gunn did not play a role in creating I Am Groot's second season, the director did give his blessing. At this point in time, why does it matter? He's over trying to fix the distinguished competition. Well, yes, but... If not for him, we would not have a Guardians of the Galaxy franchise. True. It's it would be like if Kathleen Kennedy had gone to George Lucas before doing the sequel trilogy and gotten his blessing to do it. Well, kind of did. Well, see. Anyway, uh, <laughs> no, I'm I'm saying that's what you should do. You yeah. should go to the original creator because you're. I don't want to say you're using their IP because you're working for the company whose IP it is. But Gun was what made that IP worth something, right? So. I would totally have done it. So to continue on with I Am Groot. Oh, spoiler alert. I didn't even say it that time. Um, apparently, the trailer for the show teased the return of The Watcher. A character first voiced by Jeffrey Wright in What If... The character served as the narrator of the series, and he returned for I Am Groot in a similar role. In the fifth new episode... Oh, spoiler alert. Groot in the Great Prophecy, the Watcher watches as Groot embarks on an Indiana Jones-like adventure to uncover the last seed of Dreslar. Not only is Wright's commentary hilarious, but it also lets the Marvel... Cinematic Universe fans see The Watcher in a new light. I liked The Watcher in The What If. So, um, how did The Watcher come to be in I Am Groot? Uh, Kirsten Lepore recently spoke with comicbook.com and revealed that it was story story editor Brian Little, who also served as the script coordinator on What If, who helped bring The Watcher into I Am Groot. Our story editor works on What If and worked on it. I feel like since I feel like since the beginning 
he was very familiar with writing the watcher and he was also very involved in those little initial log lines for our story. I cannot totally remember, but it must've been us thinking about, Oh, what, what can we bring in some other interesting characters into this group world? Maybe Ryan has suggested that since he sort of what if meets I am Groot, the I am Groot team in a way. Uh, she continues on. We threw out a couple ideas in that log line document. I was so happy that they were really interested in trying it out because we definitely see the watcher in a very different capacity than how we get to see him in a show like what if. It's nice to infuse a little bit of comedy into that episode. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, apparently, to continue on with The Watcher, Jeffrey Wright on portraying Marvel's The Watcher in live action. We'll see. This is. Is his response when asked. Well. Why not? I mean, more than likely, he's going to be mostly CGI anyway. Right. Well, we we see the Watchers in um yeah, in one of the, in uh, what was the end credit scene? Guardians no, two in Guardians two, yeah. yeah. But we don't hear any voices. The only no. voice we hear is Stan Lee, which then we assumed, oh, he was another Watcher in, in a different form, and stuck in a human form. Um, is camouflage. Now there was a watcher statue spotted to the gate of eternity in Thor love and thunder. Uh, again, to see right portray the watcher or Yutapo himself. Watu. You, sorry. Yes. Watu himself. That would be pretty cool. I, I, I would love that. It would indeed. Um, I was talking about Guardians 2. Let's go over to Guardians 3. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 gets a Marvel documentary. Documentary special. <laughs> documentary special. That too. Sounds almost British. Oh, it's uh, going to be a documentary sort of thing. Marvel Studios is going behind the music. Wait, no, behind the scenes of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, after hitting Disney Plus in August, Disney uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is getting its own making of documentary special that will f- reveal never before seen footage from the set, including the moment Gun called fire. I mean, rap, and then someone brought him a rap. Or LL Cool J came out. It was of course. Or LL Cool J came out and started rapping. Now, like, see, behind the scenes stuff, I I eat that stuff up. Oh yeah, and, and I was I, I was kind of hoping for more making of stuff, behind the scenes stuff, and I don't did, did I don't know if I mentioned this to y'all or not, but Karen Gillan yeah. did her own behind the scenes yeah. video on her YouTube channel. And basically where, you know, she she sneaks in cameras to the sets. I mean, you don't see a lot of the filming process 
it's mainly just like her going through the the makeup prosthetics and everything like that. But it was very it was very entertaining. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, well, September thirteenth on Disney Plus will be Marvel Studios Assembled: The Making of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. <laughs> And viewers can join Gunn and the cast as they recount how Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 was conceived, shaped, and delivered to the world. Stand alongside cast and crew in the emotional final moments of the shoot as they bid farewell to each other and close this chapter of the saga of Peter Quill and his lovable band of misfit warriors. So, then, arriving later this month, Wait, that comes out when? September 13th. So, on September 20th, we're going to get Marvel Studios assembled the Making a Secret Invasion. That one I'm a little worried about. I, I'm like, do we really need that? Of all of all all the 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 projects on Disney Plus that's the one you choose yeah well you know it's just i'm i'm sorry i'm still i'm still salty about that i wanted to like it i wanted to love it and there were parts that i enjoyed and i know some of you out there going well i enjoyed it well well good for you i also like the league of extraordinary gentlemen I will not say that's a good movie because no. I'm not enough of a liar to do it. <coughs> yeah. But we have, we've aired our grievances about secret invasion on previous issues. So I will not recount them here. Yep. Um, and then, Netflix Daredevil director confirms plan plans for Marvel's canceled Defender spinoff. Uh, through the show, though the shows produced by Marvel Television were once said to be part of the MCU, Delphi's properties largely remain self-contained and separate from those released by Marvel Studios. Well, of course, all that's kind of changing. Yes. The Defenderverse was one example. An arrangement with Netflix that allowed Marvel television to carve out its own little niche with characters from Marvel's street level stable. Things started out with daredevil, iron fist, Jessica Jones and Luke cage before launching a spinoff with the punisher and a massive team team up featuring the defenders. Another show that was in the works before Marvel studios absorbed Marvel TV was the, was a daughters of the dragon spinoff featuring both Colleen, Colin, Colleen Wing, Colleen Wing and Misty Knight. Uh, yes, absolutely. There was some relationship building in the episodes, starting with the boxing ring training. Um, Daredevil and Luke Cage homer Mark Jobst said in a recent chat. Uh, that culminated in Colleen deliberately leading Misty into a fight to get over her self-pity, knowing that Misty would rise to it, which she did. Two of them going off into the smoke and as a definite twosome as a nod to a potential daughters of the dragon. 
could we see Jessica Henwick return as Colleen Wing? Um, I, I wouldn't rule it out. No. Finn no, Jones, who 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 was Iron Fist, said he'd be okay with that. Um, it would be nice to see Colleen come back and still have that and still have that Iron Fist as well. Jones said at the time. Um, I think it would be cool if she showed up in Shang Chi and still had the Iron Fist. There's so much possibility you could do with this from where we left off for season two. Yeah. Uh, I guess there's a chance that maybe she could show up in Daredevil Born Again. It's possible. I mean, knowing that we're going to get, well, I don't know if you could call it a continuation or reboot or reimagining or whatever. We're basically getting new life out of a Netflix series. So I would say I, I would not be surprised to see any of the characters from the the old Netflix shows show up. Yeah. Any of them. I mean, we've got we've had Charlie Cox. We've had Vincent D'Onofrio. Um, I know we've had others, but I can't think of who they are. Uh, but I'm not sure. Regardless, though. It, it is it's good to see these characters are still around yes I agree so uh any final thoughts we're uh, about that no yeah no, I can't think of I can't think of any more thoughts to think. Well then, um, thanks everyone for joining us this week. Again, hit the hotline at 407-494-6110. Leave us a message or email us at mightymarvelgeeks at gmail.com. And until next time. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Uh, no, just time to go dark.